0: It's Megan and Nicole. Welcome to It's Cool Us Too, where we chat different parts about being a woman in your 30s and realize, honestly, we all go through the same shit, just from different angles. Plus, no warning that you were going to hit that button.
1: Yeah, well, it, as you said, it's going to my head.
2: Honestly, she's Power like, Either get on board or get out of the way.
0: <laughs>
2: she says, Happy Saturday.
1: Uh, yeah i also just had my first cup of coffee well i'm having my first cup of coffee for the day um i also have a glass of
0: wine okay i was gonna say inside. i'm drinking like a radler em's <laughs> got a wine i was like you need to get on board with this oh. this is not going to do yeah, um... i've
2: got the whole bottle
0: but... <laughs> like, glass? I too, actually. Yeah. yeah i have to drive after this so like i can't have more than one what sure. they don't have Ubers sure. in Ottawa? Yeah, it's a fucking snowstorm, and I would like to drive. I don't want to go all the way to my parents' <laughs> house like this.
1: Oh my god, it's legit. It's not a snowstorm here, which I really appreciate. But like, I don't, I don't know. How do you describe heavy wind? Like what? Uh, like, what that it's is like heavy, heavy wind. wind. <laughs> yeah, heavy, heavy wind, there heavy was an rain. Energy
0: on the pod today. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just gonna say it. I'm here for it.
2: Honestly, I feel like it's not like that post-vacation turning our brains back we've on all, kind of thing.
0: We've all just spent so much time together the last week, um, which is probably a good way to like segue into the fact that we have a guest on today.
1: Yeah. If you hadn't noticed, there's three voices. Um, You're like, who's this yeah, our, friend, <laughs> our friend Emmy is on the pod today. We met her in university, which is where we met all of our good friends. She was on my floor in first year. And while... I had my first fight with Nicole very recently on the podcast. Emily and I are no strangers to a, a good screaming match. Um, <laughs> like on that, the, I'd love yeah. to introduce Emily.
2: <laughs> we like to take it to the streets, let's be honest. We, uh, we sure knew how to um, not control our emotions with alcohol. You know, uh, to keep it spicy. Knowledge. That's it.
0: Honestly. Yeah.
2: Honestly, the good news is, it's just as much as we know how to fight, we also know how to make up. And it usually yeah, involves-
1: we're, I think Emily is probably the person in my life that I know how to handle conflict with best because of the. <laughs>
2: Yeah. You just Raging have so much work experience, experience by with it. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's nice at least that our like making up and handling conflict now deals with like calm, rational conversations oh, yeah. versus like screaming in the streets followed with apology pizzas the next day. Like it, it feels like yeah. we've grown a little bit uh, in that regard. At least. Yeah,
1: to be fair, we've only recently started communicating about. Well, we've only recently started handling conflict in a more you know
0: healthy way How, like as you live together um,
2: well and yes. I also think it's very important for the many fans to know that we were fighting over a boy specifically yeah. it was not as if we were just like regularly classic. fighting all the time about everything because <laughs> that makes our friendship sound horrible it just truly was um you know the classic uh we both, the both classic, like the same, uh, we both the same boy and um we were both drinking way too much in university, which was the recipe Just for an disaster.
0: Seems yeah. like a classic movie we would watch,
2: honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: I don't know. It got pretty ugly, but we'll glaze
0: over those parts.
2: Yeah. We made it through. Nicole and I, on the other hand, though, was like a completely different story. Yes. Yeah, so for excited sure. to hear this story. I can't believe you. Know, we've I never told know this you this, though. No.
1: They kind of teed me up to this being a thing, and now I'm like so
0: intrigued. Please go on. So if, for anyone who knows Em and I, were very similar, like shocking, like our interests are the same. It's just two peas, same pod. Anyways, but it didn't always start that way. And so was it first year, I think, or second year? It might've been second year. I think
2: it was second year because I think it was once you started living with some of the other girls. With so like, we kind of yeah. had like a group that was on our floor and then Megan was really bringing in Nicole and our other friend, Kelly. Yes. And we had done the
0: group well. hang. We had done the partying. Yeah. We had done all of that. And then <laughs> we decided, because we're like, we have so much, we love musicals. We're both like very girly. Like there's just like, there's so many things we have in common. We're like, this is going to work. So we went on a friend date, went out for dinner. And I've I really never. went to like
2: Megalo's maybe or something like Good.
0: that. Memory.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wait, that's a
1: pretty that's a pretty ritzy spot. Oh we went to like a nice oh, we went to a they, nice dinner. Of course the two of you went day. to a nice Absolutely. meal. I would have been like, <laughs> yo, should we go get some French fries and chicken fingers at like I don't know, like a random pub? And no. you're like, actually we're gonna have three courses, thanks. We had a grown like, up date. to
2: teach bellinis, oh followed by a <laughs> bottle of wine. <laughs>
0: Both of us are broke yet we're like, let's treat ourselves. It's great.
2: <laughs> we earned it. We went to one <laughs> class today. <laughs>
0: um But no, we we went on this date. I think both of us had high expectations, and it was a dud. We had nothing. To, we like it was like so surprising to me. But it was like stop starting. Couldn't get the convert. There was no chemistry. Were you? Both, as we were, were you like, both? It really was,
1: nervous.
0: Maybe
2: I don't know. I think more what it was was that we had such high expectations, yeah. but also there was no differing of opinions. Like oh we thought the same thing about everything. Everything. So we have the we same dilemma with go movies. Down, like yeah, we would start to go down a path of a conversation, and then it would be like, "Yeah, I agree." I agree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let me just say, oh my God, that, that kills Both me. Both of us left that we left that dinner I think both of us we never talked about this till years later by the way like so we did never you guys never this go on a dinner in the moment again? no it was like a very we have it since was a long time later. yeah oh no,
2: yeah and like it's not at all the same thing anymore no. but I think that it was just one of those things that we were like this is gonna be amazing and then it was essentially like I was just hanging out with myself which on paper seems really good but I also don't recommend like, don't recommend <laughs> <laughs> you know oh my god so it's uh it, it thankfully again too got a lot better honestly i the fact that both of you have kept me around is is laughable considering the rough starts i had with both for very no, long i don't think but uh, i don't think
1: i was innocent <laughs> you know delighted to this...
2: say that's not the case anymore yeah,
1: yeah no it was a two-way street i don't, I don't think we were innocent
0: parties in this
1: it's not like you were forcing us to no. be friends with you <laughs>
0: And you know what? We had a slow burn. It was a slow and steady start to our relationship, and now we're we're solid. So,
2: very very much. What's meant
0: for you will never pass you (laughs) by.
2: What
1: what was it? It's like there's like a saying. It's like what's meant for you won't miss you. That's um, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's. I
2: think that's what I think that's what what Nicole was just aiming for, and instead she said something. Yeah. no people do
0: no no people do say what's meant if it's meant for you it'll never pass you by people say that
2: yeah you're
1: right
0: you say it how dare both of you i am yeah continue i'm just gonna be here
1: i mean come on don't be pouty that's not very effective on a podcast right okay so we're actually not here to talk about um about friendship. friendship we're talking about work today I don't know. We basically, we've got such a unique network of, of people in our lives. And obviously Emily's one of our closest friends, but um, when we were thinking about who we wanted to talk to about, I don't know, just like a lot of people in their thirties kind of go through a big transition when it comes to work in terms of whether that's like the industry that they're in or they're, they realize that they're not actually that happy moving in the same direction role wise. Emily's had like a little bit of both. So we wanted to bring her on to chat about I don't know, like, how that all happened. We're also going to talk a little bit about what it's like to be let go, um, which kind of is the reason that all of this came about. Um, although I'm sure that you were thinking about things before before that happened. I'm going to stop talking. Mm-hmm. Can you Not tell totally. me, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit, like, we obviously know this info, but I want to make sure that the listeners understand, like, a little bit about your background.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, when I was in university or sort of going into university, I was more focused on where I was gonna to go to school than what I was gonna study and what I was then gonna do with it. And then so mm-hmm. I, like so many other people, I feel got to the point in fourth year of being like, oh right, there is like a next step from here, um, and was doing very much so like a general arts degree. Um didn't really have something specific in mind. So did an inventory for myself of what I was passionate about and what I liked. And at the time I was working at the summer camp that I had grown up uh, going to, and then working at, and that was definitely one of my happiest places and thinking about the role that I had there as program director, there was such a sort of events planning component to it. So I decided that I wanted to pursue a career in events which is funny I feel like most people when they hear oh like I was thinking about a job out of summer camp they're like so teacher it's like no not that uh, very much so but (laughs) um so when I graduated university I started looking at schools to be applying to to go into events and before kind of moving forward I had applied I had been accepted but before kind of confirming I wanted to get a little bit of experience just to make sure cuz it kind of felt like I was pulling something out of a hat in some ways so ended up through a friend getting an internship that turned into them offering me a role that would sort of teach me the events world if I was doing some admin work at the same time um worked there for a few years then kind of shifted direction a little bit and turned into solely a wedding focused yeah. uh, role. So I was working at the wedding planner. And then as uh, as Megan kind of hinted to, there's I've been let go a couple of times, which I'm sure we'll kind of get into in more detail. Uh, but that kind of led me to having to reshift my focus a little bit, Um, and I'm now working still semi in the events world, but in a very different capacity, working with an organization that does um, sort of bespoke networking opportunities, um, mainly working with lawyers and other executives. So still somewhat events related, but very different still too. So it's been a, a long journey over the last... Oh, I don't want to age myself. Oh. We've
0: aged ourselves in this podcast <laughs> 12 and years? you're
2: good. Yeah. Yeah. 12 years. I guess now you guys ruin it by saying that I went to university with you. So everyone knows I'm also <laughs> in my early to mid thirties. Yeah. Uh, you're younger yeah, over than both the last... of us. by like a few that months. It's true. And I always will be. Megan, don't ruin it. I am younger <laughs> and I will not respect my elders. Um, but yeah. So that's, uh, That's kind of where my career has led me to at this point.
1: That's so interesting. I feel like, like the, it's just, sorry, the thing that's interesting is I've never heard you tell the story like that. I'm sure that you've had to tell it like that when you go on like job interviews or, I mean, it's a, it's a great story. And the other thing I wanted to say is like, I'm hugely grateful that you're willing to talk about the whole being let go thing. Because um, the one thing that people should know, and I kind of wrote this in the show notes is it's shocking that someone like Emily would ever be let go because she seems like yes. the most model type A in a good way, sort of a employee. <laughs> like she, if I could have Emily organize my life, I probably would. Um, <laughs> don't worry, Emily, I won't make you. Honestly. I won't make you do it. But <laughs> she's just—I can't imagine her not being like a competent, successful employee. So, yeah, it's just surprising. I just want to lay the sort of groundwork there and be like, it is we're all shocked, which is why it's particularly interesting to talk about. I mean, when you were let go from your most recent job, was it a shock to you?
2: Definitely. Um, So I think the best way for me to frame it is, and to be clear, I've been let go twice. The first time it felt like I was part of the discussion. Uh, It was not a performance related issue or anything like that. It was just quite simply the bigger picture stuff of where the company was heading. uh, And it would have meant me having to essentially take a step back in my career growth. And I was very grateful that my director at the time had the conversation with me and basically gave me the option. So that one, it was surprising, but it didn't necessarily feel like as much of a blow um as the more recent time and the more recent time was early pandemic perfect and yeah (laughs) great time to be laid off especially when you work in events (laughs) so ideal and again it was not a performance related issue and I think that was what was really tough was it was a big surprise but it also didn't feel like it was something that was in my control right um or something that I could fix and which is something that I really had to overcome was rationalizing with myself that this is something really awful that had happened to me and I can't do something to make sure it doesn't happen again. Oof. Cause it wasn't necessarily about me specifically as much as it was about something much larger than me. And for me too, I think, you know, as Nicole mentioned earlier, we're both very girly girls and so i definitely from a mm-hmm. very young age felt like in order to justify my worth i had to be successful because people would look at me and be like oh like there's a girl like dressed up and like pink head to toe which like the irony because now like camel is the most color that i would wear or like i don't know if you remember <laughs> Just, when, I hey, <laughs> yeah. when i got a near pink Emily manicure when i got the manicure last summer
1: yeah yeah <laughs>
2: And I like, literally, it was like hot pink. And I would look down at my hands and be like, whose hands are these? Those aren't mine. Like, this is obscene. (laughs) But anyways, I very much feel like from a very young age, I tied a deep need for myself to be constantly having to be the most valuable person in the room in order to be taken seriously. And so it was really hard when I did get let go to still have any feeling of self-worth anymore despite having like other great things going on in my life it really impacted me emotionally way more than I ever thought it would have I completely completely understand that and I think
0: part of that too it's not just from being a girly girl we've talked about this in the past I also think it comes from you know the experiences we've had as kids and how we were raised in a lot of ways. Like both of us are very type A perfectionist and people pleaser. And like when you Mm -hmm. get that sort of rejection, whether it's Mm -hmm. for performance or not, it is a fucking confidence blow. It is awful. Like I was let go. Mine was for performance issues. I just wasn't in the right role. And it took months for me to be okay and find my footing again, because I just felt like I had no worth
2: Mm. yeah for yeah, a long exactly. time and it's it's tough to because when you're put in a situation like that where you feel like you have no worth but then also you're out there trying to interview and apply for new roles where you are pitching your worth to other people yeah and the longer like obviously right away like I think back to some of my first interviews after it first happened of I'm like woof. No wonder they didn't hire me of like, (laughs) I was probably doing a horrible job of selling myself because I didn't believe that I actually had any value to bring to the companies either when I was applying for those roles. And so it kind of felt a little bit like a game because I knew in order for me to feel valuable again, I need to be gainfully employed and I need to be gainfully employed in a situation where I feel like I actually am adding value, but it's tough for me to get there when I'm in this mental state that I'm currently in. So the other thing that happened with that as well is that I started applying for roles that I knew I could get hired for, but I knew I wouldn't be happy in Mm -hmm. just because I felt like I like needed that confidence boost of, well, I could have a job, but like I'm choosing not to like, it was almost like a way that I like figured out how to trick myself into like being more okay in the situation
0: the it's when you're talking about this because I absolutely know what you're talking about from having gone through that mm-hmm. same situation but the parallels that I between that and dating I was just thinking about are insane like I could have a boyfriend if I wanted to but I'm not gonna be yep. happy with it I could yep. you know apply and go on all these dates but they're not with people I want to be with like it's just so applicable in so many different stages of life and I think all of that comes back to a knowing what you want and going after something that feels like it's in alignment with who you are, who you're becoming, what's going to bring you joy, not just something to like tick a box. So mm-hmm. you get that validation, that quick hit of, you mm-hmm. know, ego boost.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, the, yeah, this is like so interesting. It's so cool to be able to have conversations like this with your friends because mm-hmm. um, you wouldn't normally chat to people like that. Anyways, You can cut that out if you want, Nicole, but I'm like fascinated. No, I love it. Yeah. I I think the thing that I'm thinking about too is actually I have a vivid memory of one of those jobs you're talking about because you were like, I don't really want this role, but like, I think that like I could get it. And then actually you, I think you ended up turning it down in favor of the role that you're in now, but -hmm. it would have been kind of a departure from events, which you had initially said, you know, maybe that's like what I should be doing. So like- Mm-hmm. talk to me I guess the the first thing is like what happened after after you were let go and it was so sudden and surprising like how did you deal with that in the moment and then I guess the mm-hmm. the follow-up to that is like what is there anything you wish you had done that you maybe didn't do in yeah. that
2: moment so I was very lucky that when it happened it was actually the first day vacation I had I was up at my cottage with my parents and so I was in my favorite place in the world which was like helpful as much as like frustrating to get fired on your first day of vacation you know
0: that's a really nice like reframe that you just I know but also how shit of your company to have let you go while you're on holidays
2: yeah um so I was I was lucky to be in physically my favorite place. I was lucky to be with my parents and to feel really supported. Um, I really relied on my partner a lot. He had to remind me way too often of like it's going to be okay. like we're going to figure this out. And so I felt very supported in this situation. I also was lucky in that I was not the only person from my organization who was let go at that time. Um some of my other closest friends were as well, so I felt very supported in that way. I immediately went into trying to problem solve the situation and what I found was I I did that for about 6 weeks of just okay, like I'm going to find another job. This is what it's going to be. I'm going to do XYZ and keep in mind too that <laughs> you know, finding another events job during the oh, pandemic yeah. When we were in like full on lockdown, like it just, there wasn't anything out there. I think one of the things that would have been really helpful for me would have been to actually take a step back and give myself like two weeks to just process things. Because I don't think that I actually started being effective in my job search. So I was let go in August and I don't think it was actually until January that I was really being effective, because I was just, I was a mess. And I felt like I was just throwing everything at the wall to see what stuck, instead of taking the time to do a personal inventory to really think about what it was that I wanted. And to really think about, you know, what did I want to do versus what was I good at doing? Because when I look back on what my career was, and why I stayed with the company that I was with for so long when there were some other kind of yellow to red flags we'll call them yeah and a huge part of it for me was I was terrified of taking a risk to do something that I didn't know I was already good at so I was sacrificing what I wanted to do for what I knew I could do and so If I could go back to myself that went through it at that time, I think that I would have just told myself to, like, be kind to yourself and just take the time to really think about this before trying to solve the problem, really. Yeah. Well, that comes
0: back to, like, intellectualizing how you feel versus actually feeling how you feel and letting it like yeah. pass through you, which I think all of us on this
1: is this something that you know, all of episode. your therapists are talking to you about because it's
2: something that my therapist yes. is talking to me about. hundred <laughs> percent yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. i like it's it's impossible to really like it's impossible to understand what you're feeling if you don't actually let yourself feel what you're feeling. Yes. So like when you're trying to problem solve, that would be like like, me trying to solve, like, today's spelling bee without actually knowing what the, like, letter in the middle is.
0: Yeah, Also, totally. shout out
2: spelling bee, current game obsession. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, like, I – so, again, just because I relate so much to this, this situation, like, immediately after I got let go, I was looking for jobs again. And I was just spinning my wheels. And ultimately just – actually, it was a moment with you, Em – when we were in your backyard, when I came home, that I was just like, what am I doing? Anyway, so flip my life around and then I took time off. And that's the only reason, like the difference from when I came back to Canada and applied for the job that I have now, which was like one of like three jobs that I applied for versus when I moved to London and Meg, you saw me, I was applying to, I was throwing everything I had at the wall. It was like. And
1: to a- be fair, though, to be fair to anyone who's younger that's listening, like, there is an element of that when you're younger. Totally. I think as you get older, though, and you have a bit of experience under your belt, you can start to be a little bit maybe more selective, or you can kind of target your applications a little bit more. Do you know
0: what I mean? Totally, but yeah. I do think I also, there's something though- to be said. Sorry, go ahead. Um.
2: No, no, go ahead, Cole.
0: No, I was just going to say there's something to be said for – like, I'm just talking about, like, me in this situation – I was so clear on what I wanted and I wasn't – I was in a place that I could afford to do that too. Like it wasn't like I had like money pressures or anything at that point. So I was in a good place that I could take the time when I moved back to Canada to figure all that stuff out. But when your back's against the wall, you don't have a lot of money, you're running out of time, it's that like desperation that you're just like, I'm just going to throw everything I can out there. That's more what I mean. But totally to your point, you just kind of have to – Try yeah.
1: things when I mean, um, what were you going to say to that?
2: Well, I was just going to say, I think that there is definitely a need to be trying stuff. But I also think that it's important to acknowledge that you're never going to be successful at something if you don't have a part of you that wants to do that and that you're never going to be happy somewhere if you. Like what makes you successful in a role is it's not just about like, okay, what is the skill set? But it's also about like, what are you looking for in terms of company culture? What are you looking for in terms of the company's like core value beliefs. And I think the, the two different times that I was let go and how I went about my job search after that, I think is so different. Oh, interesting. Of the first time around, I was just, I need another job. I need another job. I want it to be events. I knew ideally I would like it to be weddings, but even that I was open to other sort of core special event type jobs. Yeah. And I wasn't thinking at all about anything other than being employed. The second time around, I was applying to all of these jobs But I knew I wasn't going to take them if I got them. I was applying to all of them just because I needed that confidence boost. And, but like realistically, I was also applying for jobs that would have been a pay cut. It would have been putting me back like three steps in progression. Like it wasn't jobs that I was well suited for. It wasn't jobs that were of any equal caliber to what I had been at. Mm -hmm. But... I knew that as well. And sorry to the people whose time I wasted interviewing for those jobs. But it was a very different mindset of just needing a job or wanting a job versus understanding the type of company I wanted to work for, the type of environment I wanted to be in. And also really understanding what my value was outside of just what my experience on paper so knowing like what are the things that like i uniquely can do and can bring to the table
0: yeah that
2: somebody else who might have the exact same job experience as me can't do and that was a big difference as well okay i
1: have a question about the self-worth piece because i think that's kind of what we're talking around and i'm assuming that you like worked on some of the stuff in therapy in terms of like Mm Because I know you go to therapy, like we all of us do, (laughs) but I'm sure that you did a bunch of work on my therapy.
2: Honestly, big ups for
1: therapy. (laughs) Um, side note to the listeners, we live in a very small house, so like whenever we have therapy, it's like, well, you usually know because sometimes you walk out of your room crying, sometimes you're trying to avoid listening to the other end of the therapy session. So, anyways, uh, with that self worth piece, I'm just wondering, like. Are there specific things that you would kind of, not like tips and tricks, because that sounds silly, but like, how have you, because I would, I would say that I see you as someone who has, you know, really high self-worth um, and, you know, worth that while you really prioritize your job and you love your job, like, isn't that tied to your, your, mm-hmm. your job or, I don't know. I, I just feel like maybe you've done a lot of work on yourself and I'm wondering how, how you've done yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So one of the things that my therapist said to me, which was hugely helpful, was um, she told me to list the people in my life who opinion I valued the most or who were the most important to me. Um, so things like my parents, my partner, my siblings, you guys as part of my closest friend group. And then she told me to think about, okay, if you were to ask any of those people, what are their, like the top three qualities that they would list about you? Like, none of that would ever be like, good employee, punctual, like delivers on expectation. Like, none of that is what would actually come up. So she really helped me to reshift my mindset in that way of when you consider the people whose opinion matters the most to you. What they care about, none of it actually has to do with you being successful in a job or you being employed, period. Although I'm sure my partner would probably appreciate if I was employed for, (laughs) I don't know, future things like being able to buy a home and the family and that kind of thing. But still, you know, that really I'm contradicting myself because I personally tie so much of my self-worth to being successful in my job. But nobody who matters the most to me cares yeah. about that. Yeah,
1: and maybe that's where I... And
2: so it was like a really... Yeah. Yeah, that was like a really great way for me to kind of shake my head a little bit and be like, okay, like there's something, there's a there's a break, there's a something happening here between what I think is real and what I actually know is real. Um, yeah. So that was really, really helpful for me. But I also think just that helped me focus as well on the things of what is important to those people that are the most important to me and how do I make sure that I'm really leaning into those characteristics and qualities. But it's also still always a work in progress of things like, you know, we were all just in uh, Whistler together. And even just things like your mom made a comment one day of like, well, yeah, like Emily's the most capable. That makes sense. Which like, feeds that little monster inside of me of being like, yes, they see it. Yeah. I am the most capable. <laughs> and like we're all very <laughs> capable humans. Um, but like there's that part of my personality that like feels that I have to be proving it. Um and just constantly checking in with myself of being like, you know, everybody is still gonna love do me. Do I have to
1: take this on? If I'm
2: not Like, them like, a gourmet, like, seven-course meal. Seven courses is an outrageous number of courses. No one wants that anyways. But, like, it's going to be okay. Or, like, they're still going to love me if I'm not the best skier on the hill. And they're still going to love me if I'm not winning at categories and those kinds of things of, like, yeah, it's okay to lose sometimes. Um, That's so
1: funny because I feel like my issues are – I would want not people to think I'm the best at anything necessarily, but it would be like, I want Mm -hmm. them, I want to be the person that they want to come to, to like talk about their, like their feelings. Like I, and if like, I get a a lot of, a lot out of having those conversations with people, not because I'm like coveting them, but it just, because it's like, oh, it means they feel close to me. And they feel like, they feel like they can trust me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Like that for me would be
1: like, I would never want someone to ever, that, is, that I consider a close friend. Um, so that's my version, I think, of what you're describing. And I can see what you're talking about play out. Like, um, and I definitely feel like you, I don't know. I feel like you do a pretty good job of checking in. Like, do I actually have to take this on? But I, I know that there's mm-hmm. probably a part of you that just likes to, to
2: some extent. <laughs> well, oh, absolutely. Well, like, I still want to be the hostess with the mostess. Like, that part of me is never going to go away. And I don't, I don't view it that in a negative way it's just checking in with myself to make sure that like the intention behind my actions like don't get me wrong I still always want to be beating you at every game (laughs) we play but I have to make sure that like (laughs) the intention behind that is not yeah is not linked to something like much deeper going on and that it's just like oh no this is just like good old pure regular competitiveness like perfect youngest child syndrome on point But more, you know, embracing the parts of me, because I think that that does help me excel in a lot of ways, embracing the positive aspects of that without letting it be that like, okay, yes, this is what I'm striving for. I always want to strive to be the most capable person. But if I'm not hitting that, what is the impact that that has on me? What is the downfall? And making sure that it's not sending me into a tailspin in any way Mm -hmm. is really sort of the way that it shifted is learning how to mm-hmm. harness it instead of being defeated by it. That's smart. Kind of, um, before, I'm going to ask a clarifying
0: question before I ask my question. Yeah. You manage people and hire people, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I do. Yeah. Because both of us do as well. And it's how has being let go affected how
2: you hire people and manage people? That's a good question. Um, I think going through it myself has made me have a lot more patience for understanding. Not patience for understanding. Let me fix that. It has made me really want to dig deeper into how I can get somebody to that level of performance that I need them to be at. Whereas before I think I would have been a lot more, or I was a lot more. They're just not working. It's not working for X, Y, Z reason. Yeah. I think the other thing that has really changed is I'm more open to looking outside of the box on my hiring as well too, because to be honest, me, being hired at the company that I'm currently at and the role that I'm currently in, they really went outside of the box. And it's funny. We, uh, the HR company that they use to do their hiring, um, the woman who initially interviewed me came into our office recently. We had never met. Mm-hmm. And she's like, see, like I told you, like she's going to be one of those people that like on paper didn't make sense at all, but like, it really works. And so I think that I have that in my mind a little bit more now too, of, You know, just because somebody's not not 100% right on paper doesn't necessarily mean that they're not right for the role. And that there's a certain amount of coachability. What's more important is cultural fit more than anything. Interesting.
1: I think that makes so much sense. And we've actually, I think, talked about this a little bit, Cole. I don't remember when. They're all blending together now. But I think (laughs) I've also had a glass of wine. So maybe that's what's going on. But no, I think... um... I very much don't do that either, not because of being let go, but I think because of having successes with people who didn't have the same sort of quote, like perfect CV that I was looking for, um, when I was hiring for things. So like with content roles in particular, I found that like if they can write and they can communicate well, um, whether that's like in, in any way and they can Like, I don't care if they got a degree from a great university. I don't even really care if they got a degree. Like, I just want them to be able to do their job. So I think, I guess what I'm trying to say is I agree with you that, like, and and hopefully that's going to change. Because I, I also just hired an events manager. And she seems, I texted Emily yesterday and was like, I'm in love with her. Like, not actually but, like, <laughs> she's honestly so Could amazing. Be. We don't she,
2: know. It's early days. She came
1: from – yeah, it's been a week. Um, God. But she came from a completely different industry. Like, she's never worked in B2B before. She's just – but she's, like, a breath of fresh air. She's anticipating my every need. And I'm, like, oh, my gosh, you're just unbelievable. So it's that skill set, like, transferable skill set, but also, like, culture fit-wise – she seems like she's worked here for ages so no I, I fully agree with you
0: the only other thing I would add to that from my perspective anyways is I find when I'm hiring people now or interviewing them I'm really honest about the company and I'm honest about the role mm-hmm. and the demand and not just like sugarcoating it if there's something that like just because again I work for a smaller company that's not right for everyone yeah that's not the right move mm-hmm right? Mm-hmm. Long-term, there's there's limitations with that. There's also really great benefits with it too. So it's just, I found I've, rather than trying to sell someone on the role and the, the company, I'm pretty honest because I want their expectations coming into this mm-hmm. to be aligned. Like it's really like a two-way street for me mm-hmm. now when I look
2: at hiring. When I think about like my previous experience, I feel like I always had that mentality of like you have to live and die by the sword of the company of like I would have done yeah anything for the organizations that I worked with and I think I used to want to hire people who would have done the same thing and instead now I think that yeah, obviously, you want people who are going to be loyal to you, but not to the point where it's to a fault that they're not going to be delivering their best product, or they're not going to be innovating, because they're just going to be going based on what you say. Because I think that there is a time and a place for within, as a type of personality, obviously, certain degrees of limitation, time for disruption at a company, you know, and, and time to be sort of questioning things and to be pushing back on the way that things have been and to the point of what Megan said about her new hire of having a breath of fresh air come into an organization too of like is it a person who's going to be a breath of fresh air that comes in that opens our eyes to something or is it going to be a full-on gust of wind that's going to come in and just totally shake things up that it's going to be heavy
1: wind Heavy They're,
2: wind. Those are two heavy, oh God. heavy See, what
0: <laughs> See what I did there? See what I did there? I did. Full circle.
2: Yeah, the problem, but the problem is, Meg, the reference was pre-recording, so oh, Nicole will just have to cut all of that out.
0: <laughs> no one's, no, I'm going to leave it in there. You no can just know. guess as to what we're referring to. <laughs> oh
2: to be fair, Megan, was it also you who in this categories game last week tried to suggest that a type of weather was awful weather?
1: Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think it was like awful or, like. <laughs> Bad, <laughs> or something
2: like a really No, it was <laughs> awful. It wasn't like honestly, as like I'm pretty sure you said it awful. And it was good. I, for everyone. I, I just spent that. a lot of time playing a lot of games when
0: we were away <laughs> together. But um, which is what has to happen when you have nothing left to talk about. You
1: just gotta oh, go yeah, into the game. we pulled heavy. a crazy countdown at a bar. So
2: they were like. I spent I'm an arm and a leg in. for cards in order for us yeah. to do that. I was like, we have nothing further to say. <laughs> I'm going to go spend a month's rent on two decks of cards. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys soon. <laughs>
0: um, oh God. Oh, take me back. Um. We're kind of coming up to the end of the the app Yeah. right around now, but I want to okay. end on a bit of a kind of cool note because you've done, you know, we've all had cool experiences in our careers. Looking back, over every role you've had what would you say is the coolest opportunity you've had in any of the roles that you've been in that you look back Ooh. and you're like that's pretty fucking awesome
2: so I had the opportunity when I was working as a wedding planner to do all the wedding designs for a tv show um well not all of the wedding designs but because they had a couple of different designers they've worked with but uh, with the TV show that's on Netflix, um, which that was pretty cool because I would say in weddings, the things that I was most passionate about was the design side. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to have something like that to look back on and be like, yeah, that's pretty freaking cool. But I would also say, I think the things that I now get the most value out of, I work With a wild amount of intelligent people now and, you know, really being able to use my brain to learn things again. Like, I don't Mm, think that I really realize how much I miss being in an academic environment and learning things and developing new concepts that really mean something to people is pretty awesome too. So for very, very different reasons, I would say that those are probably the two things.
1: Those are great answers. I have one final question too. So like as a, as a wedding planner, who's now turned more onto like the, like B2B sort of more corporate event side, what do you think you kind of Mm -hmm. bring, this is like an interview question. What do you think you bring from (laughs) that past experience into wedding planning or sorry, into your new role that maybe you, maybe other candidates with like that, like cookie cutter CV wouldn't, wouldn't bring.
2: Mm Mm-hmm this is very much like an interview question, but the good news is after being unemployed for nine months, I'm well-versed in being prepared for an interview. (laughs) Um, So I think one of the things that I do a little bit differently from a lot of other people that are typical in the events world, that you do get a lot of that like very A type personality and that kind of thing is, you know, being able to look at situations from, many different perspectives versus just coming into it thinking I know exactly what the answer is. So it gives me a unique approach when I'm doing my problem solving of it's not just, okay, here's the problem. This is what I would do. It instead gives me the opportunity to be able to sort of think about things from the perspective of, okay, from the client, from the venue, from my teams, everything like that. And that's something that coming from the wedding planning world, it's such like, an emotionally charged industry that I've learned how to just remove my emotion out of it. And, you know, throwback to making a nice screaming in the street. There's no shortage of emotion that I have. <laughs> it's just, you know, weddings are so emotionally charged. You can't have emotion. So yeah, it, being able to do that allows me to take the step back that's needed to be able to problem solve from everybody else's perspective without putting my perspective into it. Cause that's not really what matters as much.
0: Yeah.
1: That's a really good Great answer. Answers. I would have hired you. Not that I would have been interviewed like, I'm,
2: but... I'm currently gainfully yeah. employed and I'm very not happily to... <laughs> so, so I'm not up for hire, but <laughs> um, <laughs> glad to know that, uh, that you guys would have. <laughs> Killer answer.
1: Um, this was really fascinating. I mean, yeah. Good energy. Yeah, good, good energy. Today. It's nice to talk about work too. I feel like we've talked so much. The last episode, Nicole and I recorded – a couple days ago was like all about like dating and feelings and like it's nice to talk about something Anxiety. a little different <laughs> yeah um so thank you well
2: and i think too it's Im- it's important to talk about the fact that like people always say like oh like every cloud has a silver lining like ugh. the reality is is that like what felt like the end of the world for me as soon as you give yourself the space to feel that it is the end of the world, then that's when you can actually really like dig in. And there is so much better stuff that came for me because of the like horribleness that Absolutely. I And I think that that's something that, you know, again, as Nicole said earlier, like it applies to so much more than just the work world of like, you know, things have to get really shit sometimes to get better but they're not going to stay shit yeah
0: rejection is redirection
2: no oh take God. the lessons leave the baggage <laughs> i'm it's like sexy. a sign at
0: home sense honestly
1: <laughs> you're multiple signs at home sense you're the sign section of home sense. i am the sign you
2: know I, what? Will actually I, say, I take that as a as compliment as As like a as like a full circle on that too. When I got fired the first time, Nicole sent me a package and included in it was a print that said the world is your oyster. And like it was so lovely and like such a good reminder for me at that time. Yeah. 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 There is a great time and a place for signs. We came a long way from, from, uh, we did. From silently staring at each other.
0: (laughs) It's lovely now. It's lovely. Now we Um, both battle together when Legally Blonde and High School Musical are on. Which one do we watch?
2: Which one do we watch? Honestly, sometimes, how are you supposed to know? Or even worse, when hairspray and High School Musical are on at the same time, because then you're just both. This has exactly actually happened musical. for both of us. This has happened. <laughs> like, to... Have you guys like, ever like of I like literally
1: could You guys ever heard of like on-demand shows? Like, so this you happened watched...
0: years ago. This happened yeah, a few correct, years was ago. was Actually, years ago. Oh, gotcha. Okay, no. well, it, that I wasn't, wasn't actually
2: should... an option. But we lived through. We lived to tell the tale. we're good. I'm
0: glad. I'm glad. We've survived. Anyways, on that note, um, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for being so honest and open and just like great energy. Um this also, was thanks awesome. Thanks for
2: having me. It was lovely to
0: join. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye.
2: Love bye. you. Love you. Bye.